Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to episode 51 of Eloquently Saying Nothing. I want to welcome you, whether you're man, woman, child, dog, or small robot. This is Stavros <laughs> speaking. <laughs> this is Stavros speaking. Let's see who else we got in the room. Yes, people, this is Mr. Wolf. Welcome. One love to everybody. Yeah, me there. Simple Simon's up in the building. Act like you know. The highly anticipated episode two is the Black Parker. What's good? Wahala's in the building, people. Wahala's in the building. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back after a short hiatus. We took a week off and then we gave you a couple of weeks of the best of. We are now back with episode 51. This is kind of like series two. And this is a year anniversary. So let's give a round of applause for ourselves for one year of ESN. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. you. No money, please. Thank you, thank you. I'll take the money. Yes, so, uh, gents that I'm in the room with, the legends, thank you for uh, just being who you are funny, entertaining, intelligent guys. Don't talk to me, just tell my agent. I've noticed throughout the seasons as we've been going on the series or weeks or whatever, Stavros' hairline is receding more and more. Pressure. And that's really worth ding, ding, telling ding, people ding, 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 ding. who you can't ding, see. Ding, 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 I'm just saying, isn't it? Stash's face is really dark, and you can yeah, see, you can see the light, but yeah, where his hair has been receding. It's not receding. Although I am getting great hair. <laughs> well, they're probably popping up now, man. All right, let's jump into the questions. The first question is: What country is it that's that's got this tax? <laughs> How prepared we are? <laughs> question number. Ah, just answer the question. Denmark. Uh, in Denmark, uh, they have uh, implemented a fat tax, ding, ding. and this tax is on uh, fatty foods and foods that are not very healthy for the for the general public. Ding, ding, ding. And what they've done is they've uh, put a little extra satin, satin on top to make it more expensive to buy these unhealthy foods. What? <laughs> All right. Do you feel that this would be a good idea to implement in this country, which is UK? Yeah. What do you guys think? Okay. Well, how do talk now? <laughs> is this tax going to affect meat products? This is all I care about. This is all that concerns me. I think meat is a necessary certain certain, and, and I don't think it counts. She bled me. I think this. Uh, if you're a KFC fan. If you're a McDonald's fan, if you are a Zibaga King fan, or even a Dixie Fried Chicken fan, this is um, what's going to affect you. You should have said fast food. Fast Fast foods. Well, I don't care really. Fast foods, if they want to tax it, that's fair enough. Tax the thing. As long as they don't tax the butchers that's serving me that meat. (laughs) Simple things. I can understand the reason for doing it. Obviously, they want to think that if they push up the price... Uh, you know, people might stop, but I, I think it's like smoking, it's not gonna happen. Mate. I was gonna say, Zach, simple Sam was gonna say, exactly the same thing. You know, s- s- cigarette smokers will pay through the teeth to smoke cigarettes, or they'll get them cheap imports. Either way, they're gonna smoke them some some cancer sticks. So, you know, these chicken fiends and oh, sorry, these fast food fiends are gonna do it. I know people that have a, a, a bacon McDouble every morning as their breakfast, McDonald's feeds them breakfast. But, um, Mr. Wolford, I don't know what the figures are, but with the extortionate prices of cigarettes and all the adverts that they put out there, 
haven't the uh, there's been a reduction in smokers over the last five years or so? I think that's more to do with the bands, you know, than it has to do with the price. That's my personal opinion. I think price does obviously play a big difference to it, but I do think the fact that they have to go outside and you know smokers now look like the outlaws. It's no longer cool to smoke either. Yeah, that's gone out the window now. A lot of the youngers just stop not doing it anymore. Yeah, people that when you see when, you're, when it's winter time and you see people outside having a cigarette break, they actually look like crackheads. I'm not even joking. They actually look like crackheads in suits, just bouncing around trying to keep warm while they're smoking cigarettes. It's true. What this has to do with the fat tax, I don't know, but it's an analogy <laughs> thing. Cool. I'm thinking it's Webs here. Thinking if if it's something that's really been implemented to try and eradicate obesity or help with the obesity issue that is in the UK it's a good idea but I still don't see certain people really giving a damn about an extra bit of tax on a cream cake because they want that cream cake it's the crap maybe why you are bringing your rolls of fat towards oh, no. what are you doing that no. yes people for those that don't know Wahala is fat Wahala just basically Exposed his uh, six pack belly. Yes. And uh, in that's the not face. a six pack, that's a crate of, of, yeah, of stout. It's I stout. A stout pack. It's a barrel of duff beer. Duff. <laughs> <laughs> no. It is pure lard. Right a, in Web Slinger's grill, bro. Cobra. And he shook it as well. Web Slinger. Look like I a did Rick Rouse. I'm sorry, bro. Uh, he, he, uh-huh. he Rick Rouse. Oh, was, uh-huh. was that just for men? Excuse me, man. We're doing this, this, this. You're looking at we're doing this thing again. Exclusively for me. Mr. Wolf, have you answered the question? No. Go ahead. Uh, boy, what can I say? Um, I don't think it's going to make that much of a difference either, unless they make all the fat eating Burger King. Sausage eating, bacon sarni type, donut, fat dumpling type folks. <laughs> to eat their fatty foods. Yeah, drinking. To eat their fatty foods outside. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't think it's going to make that much eat of a difference. Eat the food outside. Yeah, in the cold. Like you, eat outside, outside, you eat outside, lad. You eat outside. Get out there. outside. No, you can't eat that, bro. Take that cream. Take it outside. If they don't tax the... You know there's no Krispy Kremes in this house. The taxing is for money. You need to tax the ingredients as well, man. You need to tax the ingredients, really. Like Things like, oh... That's fattening. You need to tax that. They took our fast food. You want to tax oil... Uh, when we go and fill up and then you want to go and tax it inside the house when we use it for food right, you know what I'm saying though those are the types of things that you'd have to tax really butter <laughs> all those types of stuff even milk milk's fattening <laughs> yeah but milk is not used uh, it's not always used for, <laughs> I don't care. No, but you understand what I'm saying if you want to go really deep into it you have to no tax no it. you can't tax all of that because basically every food can be used if, in moderation is cool you can use lard in moderation and it's alright if you just use it just to line your your frying pan yes I said lard um, <laughs> to, to, to fry something decently if you once you start using stuff excessively that's when it becomes poor simple Simon I'm going to cut in on that yeah, right. speak on it um, while this is something quite interesting there if you found a way to pass the tax on to the supplier of the food as opposed to the customer 
then that way the supplier of the food would have to be would then be forced to try and make a healthier option and then the customer themselves might not have to be hit with the you say that but they already probably got all these sentences yeah they do man all these european laws coming in there's you have to reduce salt you have to reduce fat Mm. i'm not saying it it might not be um up to a certain uh reasonable level or two levels that we're happy with we we don't know what the levels are even the salad in mcdonald's has got more salt content in it than you should than you should can i ask you a random question sorry go on me and Webbs was discussing this actually with um, fireworks. What's more fattening? A pizza or a kebab? I'm saying kebab. Why? Because it's got more meat in it. But it's grilled meat. It's not to do. I think meat has probably got more calories than bread. But what about the cheese? Or bro? does it? Or does it? It's the cheese that I'm just. Cheese is very, very fattening as well. So it's bread. It's cheese and then it's meat as well. Oh, it's just meat and a bread. Like a little... You don't have to have meat yeah, in the pizza. That's what kebab is. Bread and meat. Yeah, but they're not the same levels. And there's more... The, bread is very... Um, something, something as well. Okay, let's even... even if Are we, we talking donor or shish? If we, let's okay. even talk about... A ve- let me talk about donor. Donor. Let's say chicken donor. Chicken donor kebab. Is that the one that they cut but, off the yeah. Versus... Uh, versus a vegetarian pizza even. No, well, then I'm going to say that the the chicken donor probably, simply because they don't use one part of the chicken, so they'll probably... Well, it'll... actually, if you see the way they get it, when you see them got it, what it is, is just different chicken fillets stamped to the bottom of the thing. I don't know that. No, well, I've seen it. That's I've seen it when they've had it. And it's just chicken fillets. That when they've had what? Like, when it comes on the fresh cut of things. You don't you... know what it was before it got I'm there. I'm saying, I, you can see the breasts. They're chicken breast fillets. That's on the thing. Stuck to it. Uh, All, it's on one All I know about kebab meat is that it's random. No, the, the lamb one is random. The chicken one is different. Sausages are just as random as lamb kebab. I want everybody to understand. Yeah, this. yeah, yeah. Even more. Yeah, Even yeah. more so. I'm not disputing that. But With sausage, sausage, you get pressure on everything. A sausage yeah. just looks more presentable. Maybe. So, I'm just saying, a chicken donut kebab, which is a grilled meat, basically, grilled, which is the healthiest type of way to cook a meat. Is the cheese on the pizza processed cheese? Standard cheese. We're not talking about this low-fat rubbish. Government cheese. (laughs) (laughs) Is it blue and white cheese? No, it's mozzarella. Mozzarella Mozzarella and and cheddar. This is a very rich cheese. Very rich cheese. They're quite quite fatty. So which one is more fattening? Did you come to some sort of conclusion when you you had this discussion? No, that's what I wanted you to help me with now. I don't know. And I don't think I ever will. It's greasy motherfuckers, man. They, they, now I'm yeah, changing my mind. Yeah, the, the kebab is the problem for me. The kebab is the sauce that they put on there. The chilli sauce. It's fatty. That's is it? pure oily. How about the barbecue That's the same as the stew that we eat every day. Place. Hang on. What pizza is it? Is it Italian pizza or is it Pizza Hut pizza? I'm, not, I'm talking Pizza Hut pizza. I'm okay. talking about thick crust as well. Not those skinny crust. Stuff crust. No, standard crust. But the normal crust, not just the, the, the thin one. Well, the thin one is a normal crust. That's correct. Not in Pizza Hut, it's not. So it is? No. Standard crust is the normal one. You don't ask them for bigger crust. Does the quantity of yeast differ? My days, is a Pizza Hut pizza. Stop making it <laughs> dramatic, man. <laughs> Bloody hell. Well, we all said this kind of chicken, <laughs> that kind of breast fillet. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. So we can get back to the actual topic at hand. Everybody answered this question with just the well, one. Had what, the fat yeah, no, yes, yeah, so we'll answer the, the um, Wahala's the spirit of question. 
do you think a regular was it shish? Shish. Shish. Chicken shish. shish. Chicken shish. Uh, chicken shish. Chicken shish. You want chicken no, shish? Donna. Chicken donna. Sorry. Chicken, you want chicken donna? Donna. Do you think a donna kebab is more fattening than a pizza? You want chili sauce, my friend? Chili. If anyone should know, stop open the clothes. Smell the large. Chili that sauce. Like kebab. Boss, Stavros the kebab boss is saying the pizza is more fattening. You come to my store, I give you a kebab. Don't worry about us. We we, we less fattening than the pizza. Chili sauce salad, my that's, friend. That's Stavros's talk. Chili sauce everything. I Chip. think I think maybe. So finger chips. This is Mr. Wolf. <laughs> Smaller <than> large. <laughs> Open the clothes. I don't even buy kebabs, mate. Nasty. Alright, boss. Nah, don't don't be dabbing the kebabs. Nah, mate. Kebabs is good for you. Bruv, do you want a kebab worse or more than the pizza? Which one? About you want a cuss kebab? I think. Bread, not cuss probably kebab, pizza. Probably pizza because of the cheese. Next. What size is the pizza? No. It makes a difference. <laughs> if it, is it, are you talking about a 7 inch personal? Me, or are you talking about a, a, a 9 inch medium? It's, it makes all the difference. It's a medium pizza. I would say <laughs> that based on sheer quantity, the pizza probably got more, more, more fat in it. If it was a kebab pizza, I hate working with these people. Kebab pizza. I just want everybody. Out there about, I'm, I'm actually thinking about. I'm sure they've, they've, they've done that already. Pizza, oh, no, I'm sure they've done that. It's already. a calzone, basically, anyway. Bit fixed. Are you talking? Us men have to go fire and stone. Just <laughs> randomly throw it out there. So what are you saying, Woods? I think the pizza's more fattening. Alright, that's it, the pizza's the one. Let's go. Alright, so back Did we to. We answer the fat tax. We were answering and before this one went and started talking about food. You, you heard fat tax and he took it back to food. He was angry. <laughs> so, uh, simple Simon. Fat tax! Um, yeah. Right, it sounds kind of bad because I'm. And it... Is this morbid, morbid obesity? It's not just normal obesity, right? It's nothing to do with anything. You're taxing the food, not the people. Yeah, but the tax is implemented to help. You're taxing obesity. the people. Yeah, but that's general obesity. It's, it's not. You're not and saying it's whoever eats the food, isn't it? You're taxing the food. You're taxing the food. Yeah, you're taxing the food. That's it. It doesn't matter who but eats it. It's, we know what it's for, but you're taxing the food. Bastard. So him asking what type I'm of people putting extra money on it. Oh, Basically. The crispy cremes are going to be more expensive. <laughs> you know yeah, I think I think it, it may work because with the current economic climate as it is at the moment, those things are those things are luxuries anyway. But before, when things weren't so bad, they were seen as they weren't seen as luxuries. They were just like you know part of everyday Western living. Whereas now, the appreciation if the price of them went up just because of this fat tax, the appreciation would be that these things are in fact luxuries and they're not necessi- necessities at all. And it's only the, the the true addicts that I think would carry on eating it when the price is ridiculous. This is a bit different than from things like cigarettes and stuff. You, you still need food. You still need food to live. Yeah, but, but you don't need fast food. What you understand is the, the two things about fast food is one, that is fast, but two, it is actually cheaper than... No, it's not. No, it's in, not. In some cases, it's it, it, cheaper. It's, it's, if you're buying uh, raw food to cook yourself, is is that's cheap? That's the cheapest option. It's probably the slowest option as well. But if you're going to a restaurant to buy healthy food, it's cheaper and faster just to get a kebab or a burger than to go to than to go to day. another restaurant. 
Yes. Than to go to a restaurant and sit. I could go to a restaurant during my during my break at work and sit down and eat a healthy meal, but that's gonna take up all my meal break. Whereas if I go to the fast food store, I will buy something is cheaper and it's quicker. Or you can go to Tesco's and get pita bread and hummus. Or processed food. Which is what I said. If you, if you go and buy st- stuff a bit bit more packaged and then break it up and open it, that's a different story. Well, I've answered the question anyway. All right. Let's move on to the next question. Next. I got as I was saying. We are comparing state schools, state-run schools, to home schooling, or as I prefer to call it, home training. Now, if we're gonna just go by, let me let me just blanket it. Do you all agree that we should teach our kids at home as well as what they go and learn in school? Would you all agree with that? Yes. Yes. All right. So, what percentage do you think counts for school and for home? What you know, what you do completely. Yeah, it depends how much time you spend with your child at home teaching them. That's because what, at well, school, so this is Mr. Wolf speaking. At school, the children are spending what five hours at school. What's the word? Because nine, five hours, nine, eight, nine to three. Yeah, five, five hours. hours. I don't know. That's, five That's not five hours, bro. <laughs> you didn't spend enough time at school. Yeah, well, however long it is, they're spending more time at school than they would at home being taught by their parents by the time they get home just eat whatever maybe teach them a little bit of maths do some homework and they're getting ready for bed for the next morning getting ready for bed for the next morning so it depends for me how often the parent spends in their child's life you're you're there with at home that's why it's home training you live with your child Hmm? Wake up! <laughs> well, I don't know. For me personally, it comes to a case of I don't know. Um, I would like to spend a lot of time. Who's me? Wahala. I'd like to spend some time after school discussing the things that they've done in school. And then what? Mm, and then give, maybe giving them some extra lessons and extra teaching to push them to go a bit ahead. And then giving them maybe different bits of pieces that they have maybe haven't learned in school that I can teach them. I just counted on my fingers, by the way. Six hours. I know it's six hours. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't That's why you guys are laughing, right? No, 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 no. Leave no, me, no. man. I, I am tired. All right. Stavros is explaining it's a bit late. We re- actually recorded the whole show, but the microphone wasn't plugged in properly. <laughs> so, we're... we're <laughs> yeah. Stavros' fault. So, yeah. we're, we're recording a whole separate show. People are a bit tired. We're in the dungeon right now, boy. We're in the dungeon. And it's uh, people are a bit stressed out. Are we allowed to tell them what time it is? Man? Someone got shook out. Yeah, go for it, man. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's, it's coming up to quarter to three in the morning. This is what we do for you because we love you. Yeah. You, lot best, you lot best appreciate this, and especially the ladies. You better just bend down for me, man. Why shouldn't they bend? Bend down or bend that over. Bend down, bend over, get on your knees. Get the Who remembers out, that man. that guy uh, called Bendover? Yeah, I remember Bendover. Yeah, if a woman actually got her knee pads out for you to get down on that. Knee pads? If she actually put knee pads on. If you said, let's do this thing, and she said, hold on, baby. I'll <laughs> so put on some knee pads, yeah? Is that indication that she's a G or is that a mad woman? 
indication that she's a G because she's going to be down there for a while. She don't want to chafe up her knees. I'm finished. She's got to wear a short skirt later on when she's going out. Eh? On a level though, on a level, do you, me? On a level, I'm taking it there right now, yeah? Do you want head for that long though? Do, would, you, would you want it for a long period of time or do you just want it? Okay. And a short burst. Let me, let me... Starburst. It, it, it all depends what you want to achieve with the head, innit? Who's speaking? This is Mr. Wood. I love the way we go from children's education does to getting head. Uh, well, head. Okay, it. that is why I'm sitting here and it's like, wow. It all depends what you want from the head. Shall we continue? Yeah, go for it. Okay. With the education or the head? The head teacher. Karen, let's go. Is it educational head? Because sometimes you want um, a quick heading session. And sometimes you just want it to last a little bit longer. And I tend to find that women that give the best head are the ones that don't make you come straight away. They have a certain they method. Got a technique. They got a technique. M-H-O-D, man. They got a certain technique going on. So they know that you're reaching the climax. And then they kind of pull back a little bit. They do a little something. And then they're racing back on there. They're doing something else, so I don't know. It all depends what you want. We know, right, we know women of the same caliber. All right, all right, fair enough. I, I think my question has been answered. So let's get back to education, please. By the wolf. Do you realize everything we say from now on has been tainted? <laughs> I just want you to know that it's not my fault. <sighs> all right. Well, you are, you know, you got to teach your children, but then sometimes you got to teach your wife. Okay. Uh-huh. Rather than asking what percentage you would teach at home we're all agreeing that we will teach something at home what would you teach at home <laughs> on top of what they've learned at school uh, simple Simon um, I think the home lessons should be a combination of um, supplementing what they've learned at, at school already so what you're basically going through is uh, you may need to do a revision of stuff that they may have had difficulty understanding at school. Try yeah. to give them a different perspective on that. Yes. Um, and try your best to fill in where the education system doesn't um, doesn't cater to your to your child. That's, that, that, that's, that's perhaps the question. Well, what is it you would? So what you said is any things they've had problems with at school, you're gonna try and help them and, and buff that up. Yeah, that's fair enough. What is it you decide you're, I'm going to bring to the table? What you learn at school is science, history, maths, English, geography, etc., etc. What is it that you even want to say you don't learn enough geography, so I'm going to add my own chunk on top? You have your own curricula that I'm giving you. Or you say they don't teach you this at school at all, and I'm telling you when you come home. Yeah. Simple Simon. So, ahead. okay, so I don't know. I guess this is, this is um, unique to the type of family that you have. So... Or the type of family that you are. So if religion is important, I'm um, talking about you, man. Uh, you me just, personally, yeah, specific to oh, you. I, I would, I would be life lessons. I wouldn't really teach anything academic. I'd like just getting on in the world, basically, because I, I think I don't think school, the school education system, prepares people for the world mm. at all. Um, you learn a, a, a bunch of stuff that is good for well, well, it's okay for a social basis, if you like. Like, you know, you get out of school, you come out of school and there's um, expected information that you're supposed to know, yeah? And everyone can relate to you that expected information because they've been given it to it, everyone's gone through it Clone War style. But they don't tell you stuff like um, managing bills or 
um, they don't teach you social interaction skills. Yes, you talk in a classroom. Yes, you, you learn about authority or what have you. But you don't learn how to read body language. You don't learn how to read facial expressions. You don't learn about cultural differences. Um, there's just a whole lot um, of real-world skills that you don't get taught at school. And that's probably what I would supplement as... I think the people skills that... Outside of actually going out your way to teach people people skills like uh, body language and dealing with people from other cultures, I think you just learn that naturally in school, isn't it? If you go to a school that's got, it's a mixed school with different cultures, not that you, you can't teach stuff on top of that, not that you can't refine it, because you can, obviously, but that is, you do learn probably more than the basics. You're going to learn more in, in, a, in, a, in a school in Hackney, for instance, than you would in a school in other places. Chester. For instance, learn more about what those inter- interacting with people, different cultures, and if it's a mixed school, like I say, how to do with people from the opposite sex. Those are things you just pick up. That's why you get people that go that go to a, either boys' school or let's talk about women that go to girls' school. You see how hungry they are. They don't know how to conduct themselves around men. Sometimes I'm not saying all of them, but sometimes I feel it's a hindrance for a woman to go to a girl or for a girl to go to a girls' school because she doesn't know exactly how to conduct herself around a man she, she has to learn that after she's left school or oh, during school at a different time I mean not school but you know different areas outside of school yeah, yeah maybe maybe but okay other guys who's next who wants to tell me what you would teach your child at home it's a website I'd implement um, social skills economics uh Geography, religion. Um, oh wow! No, definitely, because you don't get enough of that in the school, especially history, black history as well as stupid history that you learn in school. What is stupid history? What is black history? About European history, World War Two, and all that. That's stupid history. It is because there isn't enough information in that history that tells us tells you about what people of colour the part that they play in that in that part of history but you can you still the same history isn't it not necessarily what it's not because it's one sided so the history that you learn in school doesn't always it's not relevant to your own history what part your people played in that history oh, I agree this term black history to me always makes me laugh because history is history yeah, history is history, but you know, if you uh, don't give a good representation of different cultures in history, then it's not necessarily full history. It's kind of diluted. Yeah, well, Hala, in, in school, what element of history did you learn that people of colour were, in, were integral in? Being in empire. That's, that's it. I can't remember anything else I remember from history in the first place. So yeah, that's the one I can remember. The only problem I've got with the term black history is that I've never heard Chinese people say Chinese history. I've never heard Indian people say Indian history. And I don't hear white people saying white history. And also, what you're basically saying to me is like, it's effectively like saying black time, white time, Indian time, Asian time. Time is time. It's a measurement. So is history. It's a measurement of things that are past. So how do you colour a measurement? Chinese people might have said it in their own language. It's true, though. It's very true. It is true. 
The most that I've heard people say is the history of our people, the history yes. of our nation, the history of our that's a better region. way to say it. But people don't obviously say it the right way, so that's one thing leading to that. Well, this is okay. this is Mr. Wolf. I'm uh, with uh, Webs on that. Um, you know, do all of those lessons. Well, you don't. I feel sorry for Webs' child. You don't, you don't right. cover. They're gonna cry when they come home. No, no, no. What it is 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 that you try to fill in the gaps which have been left behind by. The, um, um, the education system. The that man didn't fill in the gaps in the, the road. National, he built a whole new road. The national curriculum. What I'm saying is that with Su- my children, supplement is the word you want. With my children, supplement. Supplement. What with my children, um, I would teach yes. them life skills. Yes. Which is for me, obviously, you can't teach that at school, and also history when you call it uh, history from our culture our background black history whatever it is it is not British history yeah so it's African history uh, pre and post slavery um, but I would need to get myself on point with that before I start to uh, teach my children and that's something that I've always wanted to do so whether it's education religion life skills economics whatever there's always um, gaps that the curriculum don't cover that I think is down to the parents. Simple Simon, very quick question, not not deviating too much at all, yeah? As a parent, if you cho- taught your child pre-slavery history only, would that be wrong? And teach them nothing else. If you taught them, as far as history was concerned, you taught them, or a history of your culture, you taught them pre-slavery history, and you, you mentioned the slavery, but you didn't go into detail with it. You, you mentioned only pre-slavery stuff. Would that be wrong? I don't think it makes sense. Personally, I think that it's best to cover that whole aspect of that one generation and another few generations. Webb thinks it would be wrong. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't make sense. Why just pre-slavery? Why not pre and post? You know, people give, give, for give, deco- give, decades give and decades. Yeah, for decades of decades, it's, 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 it's just been post-slavery. Yeah, that's so, the whole point. So maybe it might be, and look how we are. Yeah, but we're even post-slavery, the kids are not really taught what that is and what happened. True. Do you know what I mean? So why not give them a whole nine yard of everything? Webs, why would it be wrong? The kings and the queens of Africa. Just to hear one side, to talk one side of the story. He's just leaving out. It's, it's, uh, he's teaching you a book. And he's just leaving out certain pages. No, you need to know everything that went on. Everything. You can't learn everything, really, can you? Yeah. No, as, a, as, a child, as a teacher, as a parent teaching their child, there's only so much you can teach. No, if you're if you're teaching on that subject, and you just teach one half of that subject, that's wrong. You teach as much as what you know of that subject to that to your child. You let them know A through to Z as much as you can, because they need to form their own opinion of what went on. Because a lot of the times. You would look at um, pre-history, pre, pre-slavery, and the uprising of the, um, the cultures. There were even problems within those cultures that attributed to slavery, and a lot of people don't know that. So you have to understand where the mindset of your people came from. Right. I think that's important. It's fundamental. Reading is fundamental. Well, hello. What would you teach a child? Um, I'll teach them consequence. I'll have a lesson about consequences without fail. Um, 
I would also teach them extra history lessons if I could and I would do maths and science. Would anyone slap rich dad Paul on the table? Yes! Yeah, I wouldn't mind. To, I'll teach them about that money as well. That's why I said maths. I think that book is overrated, but anyways. Alright. About yourself, Stavros? I would be inclined to teach... Um, how can I put it? People. I'd, I'd want to school my child on how to deal with people ex- ex- excessively well in social school. do you think that nah, you deal with nah, people nah, excessively I'm, well no 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 when I mean deal okay then I've, I've phrased it wrong I want my child to be able to look at somebody and to be able to decompose deconstruct and decipher that person within a short period of time then it's up to that the learning or the let's say the um, the nature of my child to to be able to use that information whichever way they feel is needed so for me now I might be able to or a person might be able to, to break somebody down and understand them and not actually use that information for anything and then somebody else might use it for their benefit or for the other person's benefit or for whatever reason but I feel to know people is is a foundation and a building block for many things if you have the drive to use it for other things, then fair enough. I feel you will see most of... This is just off the top of my head. I haven't actually studied it or analysed it, but I'm going to guess most of the successful people that any of us might know personally or know through the the um, system of the press or, or celebrityism have that quality, that they are able to suss people out whether individually or as a group, extremely well. Hence, that's why they're successful. As much as I want to teach them other stuff, um, how to deal with social skills, how to, how to deal with stuff when they move out of the house, to, to, to be able to deal with their money, to be able to deal with women or, or men, depending on if it's a boy or a girl, and then history, their, their history, the history of the world, how things have shaped things, how they've got to the place they've got to, and like Mr. Wolf, I have to learn a, a lot on certain things myself before I'm able to pass that on. Um, but I think those are the important things: history, social things, which is quite quite intricate. There's quite a, a few bits in that, and then finance. Finance. To be honest with you, I'm actually quite disgruntled at how history is taught. Um, obviously, I only have experience of one schooling system but I get the understanding that every I don't know well, I won't say every region but regions of the world only teach history relative to that region of the world and I think that's really really um, I think that's true I, I, like I said I, I know <coughs> it's everywhere but from my understanding I know that Americans only teach the history that's, that's for America unless you go to like uh, private or you know those other other um, charity run schools where they might go into a bit more depth, but the mainstream educational backbone system teaches history that is relevant to certain region. Where and for me, in it, when I was growing up learning history, it made me feel like there wasn't anything else going on at that same time. So you learn about the Battle of Waterloo, but what was happening in China at that time? Do you know what I'm saying? And that kind of 
that segregated learning makes you makes you lose the whole picture. There's only so much you can learn. I think you have to give you have to give credit where or you give it. How can I put it? It's it's hard to teach in schools in masses of thirty bunches of children that don't really want to listen, don't really care. And how much are you gonna cram in that fifty minute lesson that you have two or three times a week? For three years even, because um lack of puts my attention. After a certain amount of years, you don't even have to to, to, to be uh, to do history anymore. I understand that, but I think also if you're providing a service like education, you, it, um it, you you owe it to yourself, you've got a register, yeah? You have a register, you know all the pupils that are there, you have an you have a census of the pupils that are there, so you know an ethnic background, blah blah blah. You know who's gonna be in what classes because you choose the the, the Bruv, before you even go, they've got a curriculum. They have to stick by it. You yeah, got but test, you got to pass it. There's no point me talking to Tunde about what's going on in Nigeria when he has to go and speak about the Battle of Hastings in his test. No, I understand that, but what I'm saying is, why does the test only have to include the Battle of Hastings? Because there's, they there's, the the there's only there's only so uh, simple seven. Seriously, we're, we're, you're talking about history, man. And as you said yourself, it's quite vast. There's only so much you can learn in three years. I understand. I understand in, and not even in three years, in a few hours every week in I, three years. I'm not doubting that at all. But, so, but what you want I'm, them to learn everything about everything. I'm not saying everything about everything. I'm saying that it could be a little bit more rounded in the sense that you learn about the Battle of Hastings and you might learn about the storming of the Bastille. But those are like two things. And you don't, And when you look at the actual curriculum itself, you don't really go into great depth. All you have to be able to do is remember a couple of people's names and that's it. Whereas I'm saying, okay, you talked about the Battle of Hastings, you're talking about the, the, the storm in the Bastille, but what was happening in China? Do you know what I mean? It'd be nice if they would, if they were able to pluck one major event that, or if they were look at, if you look at a timeline, for instance, let's say between 1701 and 1705, these major events took place and you have to know those major events for the examination. Maybe the major events didn't happen in other places. That's the whole point of why they're using one particular point as the major event. Oh. And then even if they did, then what I would then say is that I would take my son to school and say, so hold on, you taught him between 1700 and 1750 and nothing else? Yeah, but we covered uh, 12 different countries. He's like, yeah, but so much went on before, so much went on after. Yeah, but we didn't have the time. Yeah, but then equally now, somebody can still go and complain the same way. But that's why you're teaching your kids that. Uh, Alright, okay. What's the next question, man? The next question is, if you could be a character from any scene in any film, what would it be? Baby got back 15. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Oh... <laughs> 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 uh, I think I know somebody that has an idea already. So I'm going to put the microphone in the face of Mr. Wolf and tell him to take the show. Ow! Okay. Um, for those that don't know, Mr. Wolf is from a character from one of my favourite films, uh, that being Pulp Fiction. Mr. Wolf gets the job done, as we all know. He um, is, I think, three quarters into the film. After Samuel L. Jackson and uh, his, his good friend shots, he shoots somebody in the head by accident and they need to get off the road and 
clean up the mess and they call Mr. Wolf via Marcellus Wallace and he basically with pure and utter respect and with precision and class he sorts everything out and, and that's my favourite character in the film and that is the reason why Mr. Wolf is Mr. Wolf Oh man, you shot Marvin in the face Oh man Involved, man. Anybody else have any ideas? <laughs> <laughs> um, that's hard, man. I got so many films rolling around in my head. Let's pick one then. I, I mean, it, this doesn't have to be your definitive one that that somebody will pick at you later on. And so you both use this. Is it a scene, yeah? A scene, a, a, scene, a, a scene. character from a scene. So it could be really like Michael Jackson in Thriller. Oh, okay, I got it. Uh, dust till dawn. There's a piece where they're at the door, and this man that's uh, he's basically selling market. Yeah, and he says, <laughs> he says something about um, you know, we've got black pussy, white pussy, whatever, 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 right? And the camera goes to another shot in another scene, and then comes back to him, and he's going cow pussy, <laughs> and then he finishes by saying, if you can find pussy cheaper anywhere else. Fuck it! <laughs> I think that would be me in that scene there. That was a good scene. A good scene from a good film. Uh, so both these films have been written by Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino is a G! It's all guy. about the dialogue, mate. It's all about the dialogue with Quentin. No, I was considering doing a plug, but I won't do that because that's not really working. If I'm thinking of a film and a scene, I would be... Who would be? Webb's here speaking. Webb's here? Oh. I'd be Moses part in the sea in the Ten Commandments. Wow. Mm. And why is that? Because the certain because I will drown. <laughs> Sorry? Yeah. There's certain people you will drown. Yeah. So you'll close it on them. Yeah. Alright, <laughs> you're bad. Yeah, but, I you, have but, the power. But, but you do know that it's not really him that closes the sea. But that is a good scene. I would want that feeling of bringing my people to freedom. The juice. Let my people go. Well, we do call you one. Wahala, go ahead. Mr. Marcus. No idea, bruv. I think I want to be a car racer, a car driving person in one scene. So maybe I'm trying to figure out a good car, car chasing. Blues Brothers. That is a good scene. What's the film where... Um... Ronin. I was thinking Ronin as well. I was thinking also... What's the, uh, the heat as well. French Connection. Italian job. Nah, I want a good one, man. Cars. You know what? You know what scene <laughs> I would like to be? You know what I would like to be? I like to be Bruce Willis in Die Hard 4 when he uses the car to destroy the helicopter. <laughs> I just think that is the baddest thing I've seen in my, in my life. He actually drives a car up a ramp into a helicopter. That's fine, isn't it? That's the best yeah, thing I've ever seen. Die Harder, wherever it is. He took the 4.0. 4.0. With a helicopter. That's gangster. Yeah, that, was deep. that is what I want to be. Bruce Willis, Die Harder, when he drives the car into the helicopter and destroys it. Badman uh, film, by the way. That's where I want to be. Stavros. Stavros is thinking very long and hard about this, and this is probably not my definitive final uh, answer. You want to be the driver and driving Miss Daisy? Make no. That's to be Miss Daisy. The answer that I have is Miss Daisy. 
James L. Jones in my favorite film, The Star Field of Dreams. Dreams. Star Wars. The Field of Dreams. If when, you build it, when he does the speech towards the end of the film, saying people will come. Now I thought you would have chosen Al Pacino in any given Sunday. I was. That was what I was just about to add on the end. But like I said, it's not the final. I place. now want to be King Jaffa Jaffa. <laughs> when he now. says, when he says, let them wait. No, when he tells the son about the bathers, and he says in in his ways, I always thought that you slept with your bathers. I know I do. Of the Mundamese. No, actually, that that same film, that scene, with, baby, he's his face is on the money. No, no, baby, you're not listening to why his face is on the money. When I say he's got his own money, I mean he's got his, his own, own money. money. <gasps> no, I don't know what scene I want to be in now. Yes! I don't see what I want to be in. I want to be the punk in the scene with McNulty where all they do is swear and say nothing <laughs> but the F word throughout the whole scene. That's what I want to be the punk. I don't want to be McNulty. I have to read the book. I'm gonna put that scene up on the, on the net, and I want you to understand that all they actually do is say the f word, more or less, yeah. And it's, it's, it seems about close to a minute. Now, I think that is supreme acting. They're, they're, everybody's told you about the why and how good it's acting and whatnot, but that scene shows you how well it's acting because you're using one word to express many different emotions and feelings. It's very good. I also want to be the bunk when he's sitting on the toilet. Wearing the random woman's dressing gown <laughs> and a cigar. Just the pink dressing gown. Talking about how he hates Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy! Jimmy! <laughs> how about them Eddie Murphy films? Which ones? I don't know. There's five of us here. Let's choose, choose your best Eddie Murphy movie. Now we've got Life. Boomerang, Life. Harlem Nights, uh, Trading Places. Well, I'm saying Life, I'm finished. Life, yeah. I don't even need to go in any further. Stav? Yeah. Stavros is saying uh, back in the day it would have been Trading Places. You know that was on the other day. Uh, but now, my favourite Eddie Murphy film, not saying that is the best, but my favourite Eddie Murphy film is Life. And when it first came out, people said it wasn't that good. Yeah, I know. They didn't watch it. They, they didn't understand. They was watching it with their mouth open. I'm actually going to say Delirious. Because I just love Delirious. It was one of the best. My stand up film. It's still a film. Mm-hmm. Is it? Yeah. yeah. It's not a film. It's a film. It's a feature. It's a film. Listen, that is a film. It's not a film. It is a film. I know film. That was a film. Okay, the various. I am a lineman for the Jazz Green Man is coming! I think Rose better than the nearest one. I'm saying, Simple Simon, um, Golden Child. Ooh. <laughs> I want knife. Hey. Can I, 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 I have the knife. Please. Are we all left out Beverly Hills Cup? Brother Noomsie! Hey, my brother Noomsie! <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, 
or on the on the plane. Oh, much about the culture, my cousin Lee. Charles is a film that doesn't get the props that it should yeah, really get. Uh, that's a bad man film. Uh, you know what? I think, you know what? I don't I think, think the, I don't think the child would have touched Dave's toe though at the end. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I think the the thing with Golden Child and it maybe not getting as much props as you might say, and things like Twitter, was it forty eight hours or twenty five hours? Was it forty eight hours? And That's another bad boy film. I think that the thing was that the man, his success was too much. That every film he made was yeah, so was good. So it got to the point where you only picked the the, the 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 real, real, real heavenly ones, and then the ones that were still wicked and better than everything else. Just that didn't even get mentioned. They just got faded to the background. Can I ask a question? Speak on it. Right. Let me answer mine first. Okay, go ahead. Um, I can't make a decision. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, it will have to be life, but Boomerang. Oh, my gosh. Jaden Casey. Boomerang's another classic. Right, we all remember 48 Hours, yeah? Yes. Mm-hmm. We all remember the scene where Nick Nolte... Is it Nick Nolte's name? Yeah. 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 Nick Nolte shoots Eddie Murphy... He looks at the, the room, he looks at him and he drops to the floor. And he says, why? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, we remember that scene, mm-hmm. yeah? We all remember the scene where Del Boy is in the pub and he's talking to Trigger and he goes, you know, Trigger, you know, you have to watch that see what I mean, keep it cool, Tricks. And he drops back. Right? Sideways. Sideways, sorry. Onto the floor. Mm-hmm. Which drop was better? <laughs> Del Boy's drop was better. I think Del Boy's drop in that scene is one of the best acting scenes I've ever seen in my life. What, what polishes it off is Trigger. Because he never even sees it. No, Trigger's just, <laughs> he's just, he plays stupid so well. Mm. Oh, there's there not many people that can play dumb like Trigger. Yes. I can't say I can remember that scene. <gasps> you can't remember the scene where Del Boy drops to the floor. The in, Go on, the, face the, the, in the wine bar. Go on, face the wall. The in the wine bar. I think so. And he's got yeah. his fire, so he's got his fire facts. Facts yeah. and a wine in his hand. It's Del Boy that, that yeah. actually drops. Yeah, yeah. And he goes, nice, nice, cool trick, nice, cool. Yeah, the oh, yeah, and, and then he goes to lean. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he yeah. leans yeah, yeah, and he's yeah, got... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Trigger does a 360 because they can't see him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, that. I that actually think <laughs> that the another 48 hours drop is better. And like, it's because the way he looks... The look on his face, oh, that's of total shock, because they did it in slow motion, didn't it? And I just think it's, it's, it's beautiful. And I'm sure he says why. He mouths the word. But the man asked him to shoot him, didn't he? And he's like, shoot. And he's like, can't shoot me, shoot me. And he shoots Yeah, me. but you don't expect somebody to actually do it, though. That's the point. Do, do you know what? Right? Confession. Black, you should have expected it. Confession. Um, you know in Coming to America, there's a part where he donates the money to the two um, homeless people. Donations, donations. Yeah. And they come back and say, Mando from Waterman. Yeah. You know that it took me so long to realize that they're from two different places. Oh, yeah. oh, I'm serious. God, come on, man. For a long oh, time, I didn't they even have the music. I know, oh, but I just didn't clock. And, then, and everyone thought there was going to be a trading places too. And yeah. it never happened. It never happened. Randolph, we're back. We're back, Randolph. That would have been. How much money did he give them if they're back? Enough for the team. That's about thirty. Must have been about thirty. But well, that's the, the point. Is they didn't need that. Well, that's that's the mod, that was that modern day uh, equivalent to let's say half a million. Yeah. Twenty thousand. Sorry, sorry, two hundred thousand, hundred thousand, hundred thousand. If these two men are saying that a hundred thousand is enough for them to be back, knowing that they were 
owners of a whole bloody stock market or a, a, a brokering firm. That's the point. So no, then no. that means that that, yeah. that million that we spoke about before. Not on, not on this podcast. Yeah, not on this podcast. So that million that we spoke about before is more than enough money. But that's 1982 or something. Sure he just said the equivalent would be about 100 grand now. Yeah, probably, yeah. It depends on how much you put in that thing. But anyway, as I said, that, those people owned the stock market there. So they got people, they got engines they could do. All I'm saying now is trading places or coming to America. Because I heard people chatting about trading places like it's better than coming to America. No, I don't be silly. never have this nonsense. Don't, don't be silly. I like trading places. Trading places is a good film, but coming to America has me and stitches in nearly every yeah. seat. No, 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 no. All I'm going to say now is you can talk about training places as much as you like, yeah? In number ultra firm. That's all I'm going to say, yeah? Because as far as I'm concerned, there is nothing better than coming to a red when it comes to those types of old school films like that. Just let your soul glow! And it's also a silky smell. Just let it shine. Come on. Come on. If mama call him Clay, I'm gonna call him Clay. Come on! There is a god uh, somewhere. Sexual chocolate! That is actually. Fair enough. The amount of funny scenes in Coming to America compared to the amount of funny scenes in Trading Places is, you know, you can't really compare the two. Trading Places is pure. Quality. It is. It's I think bad film. Trading places. The story. The story. For the story. Mm. But, um, it's, it's a better but, story uh, than coming to America. Of course, it's a better story. Comedy. Yeah. But the, the comedy aspect in coming to America. To be loved. To be loved. Come on, people, man. Yeah, it's too many. It's too many. It's too many. Don't even let me start with uh, uh, Arsenio Hall because he smashed that film as well. Yeah. Mm. Are your friends? <laughs> and then Mad Twins. That was. Freeze your d- d- disease right now. Exactly. Right. The roll pierces clean your highness. All right. Oh, All yeah. right. You guys have made your point and we have come. What like a dog? What? 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 Whatever have... you like. <laughs> We've come to the end of episode number 51. Whatever you like. Gentlemen of the fest, gentlemen of ESN, would you like to say your goodbyes, please? Whatever you like. <laughs> I always wanted to penetrate that woman. Anyway, Wahala is saying later. I'm out this yacht. Yeah. I'm still asking until I die. By the way, it's 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 me. SS is out. Peace. Hair grease. And so glow. Let it shine through. Yes, uh, this is Mr. Wolf, aka Randolph, aka Mortimer. Are you before? Saying, well, well, you know what I mean? It's all love. Eddie Murphy, man. Okay. Good night, and we'll see you again, or hear you again later. Mr. Black Parker, thank you for tuning in. We took you to the wee hours of the morning. We keep it going on all night, ladies. You know how we do. Well, I do anyway. Don't know about the rest of them. See you in the next one. This is Stavros speaking, saying, uh, all you Ghanaians, just be happy that we went through a whole episode and they were in South Joe. You know that you have got a better team than us and you couldn't beat us. Shame on that. Is that an insult or what? Of course. They should have beaten us and they couldn't. We're rubbish and they couldn't beat us. Don't ever tell me that one. You can't beat a team that is not as good as you. 
Don't ever say that my team is rubbish. That like, my team like is, are I'm, rubbish. Not, I'm not accepting that my team is rubbish. I'm not accepting that Ghanaians are better than us, Eva. You keep yeah, pushing yeah, that out yeah, there. Yeah. The devil is a liar. Respect <laughs> podcast. Say goodbye. Let's go, man. What do you like to talk about people, bro? Alright, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats and dogs and small rodents, thank you for tuning in to Eloquently Saying Nothing. Episode 51 is done. Uh, Slack for that? Hey, that tune is heavy. Which one? That tune. Hey, listen. If you have I know you can hear the tune, but just before... You know how it goes in this bloody podcast thing, man. Sure, if you ain't saying nothing, say it well. Yeah, it's heavy. Why your eyelashes so womanly? What's you? Who's eyelashes? Do you use this color? You've got some. Like, yeah, thank you. You've got some thick womanly eyelash. You do have a womanly eyelash now that he's doing it. I, I wasn't looking in the first place. Like, Why are you looking at my eyelashes? Because no, when you were talking, obviously you were talking. All I could see is the back of your head and, uh, and your eye. And I thought to myself, this bitch eyelash that this one has got, like he's got the heavy mistake. Now, now I'm looking at everybody's you. eyelashes.